Light. Camera. This is the end. <laughs> My beautiful friend. The end. That's the end. The end to Cinemagic that's, Podcast. That's with right. With your best host, with the mostest. Coming for you, not the last time, but for probably for a long time, mm-hmm. or a break, we should say, that we're we taking. Have a break. With Rick Acevedo and myself, you, of sir. course, with Jonathan Gondois. Mm-hmm. Um, here to talk a little about the Oscars, but not talk about the Oscars, because I don't know, I feel like I'm so sick of them. I, 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 dude, I'm, you know what, I was heated last week, and I'm still heated this week, but it isn't because of what people would actually think that I would be heated about, because I'm sorry, (laughs) the moral outreach didn't register with me as it did with everybody on social media, and apparently the universe so, I mean, look, if we're going to start, as you can see, my background is the one time that I choose the best goddamn background I've ever chosen in my life, all right? Which is Batman slapping Robin <laughs> for uh, listeners out there. Exactly, see. exactly. So, here are my thoughts on that situation, which I don't have... Look, for everybody that's playing therapist that isn't an actual qualified licensed therapist... Or, or or a psychologist or a psychiatrist that you're saying that, uh, you know, because there was a bit of a Big Willie style moment there, that you think that he needs, you know, I'm glad that you know Will Smith better than he knows himself, but do me a favor, shut the fuck up and stop talking about it. Because here's the problem that I have with all of this. First of all, everyone's acting all indignant like this has never happened in the fucking 90s. And I'm sorry, now I'm getting heated and, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and not cuss because, God damn it, I have tried. But you bastards just don't give me any goddamn yeah. fucking break. Mm-hmm. All right. In the 90s and in the early 2000s, that shit used to happen in, in like, like daily. Like, it wasn't an award show if someone didn't threaten somebody else. And it wasn't just... It it was award shows, like... It didn't happen as as often in the Oscars. I've never seen seen it happen in the Oscars before, but the the thing is that it happened. But, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, in their different context, did actually say something about award shows that made all the sense in the world, which was award shows are... Millionaires giving awards to other millionaires so they could boost their bottom line. I don't know if those if those were the exact words, that last part, but it was basically about you know getting that boost on your record sales, your your films, whatever. Yep. The yep. fact that they're millionaires doesn't make them any less human. Mm-hmm. So, if you're all of a sudden acting holier than thou and you have no glass ceiling. You're a fucking lying piece of shit and a hypocrite, okay? Because things happen. We lose our temper. I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to say, in a word show, I've seen, and I'm going to say this because Jim Carrey's saying how he's sickened, so yeah, I'm calling him out by name. When he's gone up and kissed people on stage without their consent, which is sexual assault, so you can get the fuck out of here. 
There's been people all throughout Oscar histories from, I don't know, not allowing black people on stage to beating the shit out of a Native American woman on the air. Oh, Harvey Weinstein still has all his Oscars. Leonardo DiCaprio is a pedophile. And that's just a few people who have Oscars and are there and sitting around <clears throat> who do. Oh, and also let me not get about how many of the Oscar people are anti-vax, which have led to, you know, COVID hospitalizations in this country and everything else. From who started the movement years and years and ago. And what about oh, and what about fuck all these Hollywood? I'm so triggered, people. Um, I I hate and, and, that's, and that and that really is kind of a, a lot of what bothers me too. Because look, um, and I don't know Will Smith personally. I'm not gonna pretend like I do. So I'm not gonna sit no. here and say shit about that. And I'm not gonna sit here and say shit about Chris Rock. I'm gonna say I'm a fan of both their works. I like them both. Simple. Mm -hmm. Chris Rock had gone all in on them in 2016 and said some pretty hurtful things. You know, you can't pick and choose how you're going to go at things. And what I mean by pick and choose is you can't pick and choose your outrage. Because, it, you know, the fact of the matter is that talking about a person's looks, forget about the condition just for a second. Let's, 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 mm -hmm. let's put that in park. And let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say maybe he didn't know about it, it, which is very entirely possible. Still, you're making fun of a person's looks, and you know everybody that's calling out, you know, calling out Will Smith saying this was assault and everything like that. Fucking learn the definition of assault. There's various definitions and grades of assault. Mm -hmm. You know, for as intelligent as you think you might be, you're ignorant as fuck because you're, you know, like assault has various gradients of definition. There's assault with intent to harm. There's verbal assault. There's multiple, multiple mm -hmm. forms of assault. So, mm -hmm. so put that in a fucking, park that in a second. When you are making jokes about a person's looks, okay, that is a form of bullying. Yeah. And a lot of people dealt with that as kids. Mm -hmm. And... You're going to sit there and say, well, you know, when you're adult, an adult is different. No, when you're not, when you're an adult, it's not different. It can still be hurtful. It can still be offensive, especially when you're in the public eye. So I cannot sit here and continue to listen to this. I'm going to pick and choose my outrage bullshit. And, and, and everybody's acting like, oh, you know, he snapped. He gave him an open-handed slap. Stop calling it a punch. It wasn't a punch. It was an open-handed no. slap. He didn't catch him all the way because if he had, he would have knocked him the fuck out. So clearly, he knew, okay, I probably shouldn't do this, but I'm going to do it anyway, but I'm just not going to hurt the guy. So it's one of those things that goes, it was over in 90 seconds, okay? Let it go. I'm going to say. Let it the fuck uh, go. No, uh, I agree. And I'm going to say this. Americans are obsessed with violence in the sense that they believe that this violence is there. Violence happens, especially for those who maybe aren't Americans, every day. We have cops who literally kill three people a day. No. They ask to call the cops on him, which have been known to be ultra-violent uh, in everything that they do. And Americans are also obsessed with the idea, and I say this, obsessed with the idea of shooting someone if they break in your house or doing anything. So Americans are obsessed with actually using violence as an answer for almost everything. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and literally for. And I'm glad, and I'm glad that you brought that so up too. So to pretend that they're not is BS. And, so I, and I'm glad that, that you brought that violence. too because here's the problem, and here's why I'm so pissed at this whole thing. I didn't give it a second thought because I was like, 
Shit happens. That's oh, life. Yeah, don't, don't run your mouth if you don't want to get hit. That's yeah, simple. But dude, it even shit happens. Period. Shit happens. You've had to talk me off the ledge multiple occasions where I felt like I was being disrespected and my first instinct wasn't the best one. Shit happens. We all have that. But the difference is between you saying I have that instinct and fucking admitting it and being human about it and then, you know, everybody else fucking judging you as if they wouldn't have the same instinct where it where the roles reversed. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, stop with that. And these fucking what, what, what if, and this is the part that really pisses me off. I stopped, like, I must have unfriended probably about 10 people. Most of them I don't really know or care for anyway, so it's not like it hurt me. But it was like, who were going in these extended diatribes? Oh, this and that. What if? What? Stop with the fucking hypothetical scenarios that didn't happen. Because mm-hmm. there wasn't a what if. It's what was. It yep. happened. Period. Uh-huh. End the fucking story. Okay? Oh, yeah. If the Let Academy... Which, again, is rooted in racism and sexism. I want to say this about the Oscars again. They're rooted in racism and sexism, and the board of the Oscars are terrible, terrible people. Um, I I think I ranted about how much I hate the Oscars last year, and I'll do it again this year, because it's all a corrupt institution filled with horrible people. Um, If they do take away Will Smith's Oscar, it's the biggest BS I've ever heard in my life. No, they're not. I've I've already heard. I mean, Harvey Weinstein. I've already read. I've already. I've already read on more than one on more than one um, article from from that. They're not planning on doing that because the fact of the matter is, if you're gonna take Will's Oscars, take away Woody's four Oscars that he won, and as as recently as 2012, which by the way, his adopted daughter has accused him, <clears throat> and they have shown quite a bit of evidence about you know over the fact that he he more than likely did molest her when she was seven years old. Harvey Weinstein and a bunch of other people. All right. So, Mel Gibson and Oscar. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry, sorry. the anti-Semitic guy. I forgot about him. The fat yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. So it's like there's a laundry list of terrible So they, they, they won't do that. They're not, they're not that stupid. But, it's t- but the fact is, but here is my problem again. It's like you've got people fucking weighing in on all corners, famous and not famous, as if they had the right yep. to make that call or make or it's okay to have an opinion, but fucking stop waving your opinion in the fucking air because yep. the problem is there's too much exposure and it causes that's what causes the divisiveness. See, this is the fucking problem that we have. It's, it, it's something that happened in a, an award show. Shut the goddamn hell up. You know what my real opinion is about this? You want to know my real goddamn opinion? My real goddamn opinion about this whole fucking incident is the fact that there's still famine in the world. There's still fucking racism. There's still fucking discrimination um, and on the basis of gender identity. There's still fucking discrimination mm-hmm. on the basis of sexual orientation. There's still massive racism, especially in this country. So please, mm-hmm. shut the fuck up. And if you want to be a social justice warrior, fucking get out on the street and try to help the people who need it instead of worrying so goddamn much about a fucking disagreement between two millionaires who, guess what, newsflash motherfuckers, they went to very lavish parties after what? After that, they went to their $20 million houses after that, got to sleep, and then... Chris Rock found out 
that his fucking ticket sales went up like gangbusters because you motherfuckers are so goddamn screwed up in the motherfucking head that you want him to go all in on Will Smith when literally it is something that the two of them squashed the next day. But you motherfuckers are also full of shit that you have decided that this cannot, you know, this cannot go. This, this, is, this, this is an outrage. Well, you know, pedophilia is an outrage. How many of you engage in that? Because a lot of people do that. They fucking, they fucking engage in... In, in, an, in an agenda and shit, it's like, oh, but this guy's a pedophile. Okay, a little bit worse than slapping someone open-handed. Okay? They, yeah. they, fucking, they fucking make peace with each other. Let oh. it go. And Jesus. my real feelings on this, 100%, people need to stop out there bullying people for their disabilities. Um, I, I don't care what someone's disability is, but if you're out there trying to make jokes and, and find it, and I'm in front of you, believe me, you gonna have a Chris Rock moment because I'm gonna slap the living taste out of your mouth. And, and, um, and, and I, also, I, I, but making, making bullying no. jokes, period. Oh, yeah. No, I'm gonna say this. And, and it may be just where I'm from, and it may be just the people and friends I keep in my circle. So I'm gonna say this for all of you out there. One of my best friends, one of my best friends, you know how I met him, Rick? We met each other in a high school judo class because he came to judo class to beat the crap out of someone else because he was making fun of an autistic kid. That's literally why he showed up. He was like, nah, I can legally beat the crap out of you in this class, so I'm coming to beat the shit out of you for making fun of this guy to make sure you'll never talk about that guy again. And you know what happened when I found that out? We were best friends. I was like, good luck on you because I'm the same exact way. You make fun of my friends instead of disability, I'll also slap the taste out your mouth. Um, it doesn't just, even just have period. to be. So I'm it tired does, of it people. Have, it doesn't have, have to be a friend. I don't even care. Like yeah. the the fact of the, like the fact of the matter is, an insult. I'll stop taste that everybody's mouth. An insult, care. an insult, okay, is still a fucking insult. Period. End the story. Stop the outrage. And also, and I'm gonna say this one time and one time only because this really pissed me off too. Stop with that fucking buzz term of toxic masculinity. It's not toxic oh, yeah. masculinity. Look, you want to fucking reverse that because you're saying, oh, he's he didn't she didn't need him to stand up. It isn't whether she needed him or not. It is he felt that he was protecting the woman that he loves. That is the mother of his children. Okay? It's, the it's, mother of his kids. It, it's more than that. As we are on for America, trans uh, 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 visibility day, when we're recording this, it is a thing of like, you need to protect people even to stand up for them, even if you're not involved sometimes, okay? Because trans people in this country are literally under attack from other people, physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever you want to say. And it is our job, everyone, men, women, uh, they, thems, to stand up for people. And to not so so my point is like so my point is but my point is my point is with that like yeah. stop stop using terms like that that really don't apply in in this nope. situation and the reason why because it's like well a mother protecting her child when he's 20 or she's 20 or they're you know their, their children are 20 30 40 years old a mother protecting their kids is that toxic femininity no it's just a mother being a mother that mm -hmm. happens yeah. Like, stop with that shit already. Because that's yeah. more than enough. Like, things happen. Period. And for those who don't know, I have a pretty awful case of asthma. 
worse than most people who know it. And in my young adult life, I went in and out of the hospital, spent most of my young years in a hospital. I was very used to being bullied for it. Uh, people always try to make fun of me for it. And I did have to fight for myself. Mm. And I came out of my last relationship, uh, not my current one, which I love, but my ex relationship <laughs> with someone who never stood up for me, would allow people to kind of make fun of me and do it, and always allowed me to be alone, to have to stand up for myself and speak for myself. It's, it's very damaging, it's alone. And when a partner actually loves and respects you, part of that is when they hear someone disrespecting you and doing bad shit to you or making fun of your disability, <laughs> is to literally stand up for you. It doesn't matter the fucking gender. That's just what you should do for someone that you love. Yeah, exactly. And the, and, but the problem is, again, we go back to this. Everybody thinks they have the right fucking answer. Look... I'm not going to sit here and condemn someone for something that I probably would have done the same thing, maybe even worse, because we have that instinct as human beings when we care about people. When we care. So stop involving yourself in something that had zero to do with you. If you were that indignant, change the channel. Oh, yeah. Stop 100%. talking about stop talking about what you think <clears throat> needs to be done. Nobody cares. I don't care. Like this is the point. This is why I have a Facebook that is like an abandoned theme park. Same because here. I do I not, dude. I do not care what your no, opinion is about that, that shit. Like you know, if for me it's like, oh hey, happy birthday. If this person, I know this person, whatever. Happy birthday. But I don't want to hear what you have to say about anything else because if I really did, I would ask you. And it's yep. not a matter of don't express yourself. You can express yourself however the hell you want. But, you know, probably ask yourself how much of a change are you really making in life if you have this much time and energy to put into shit like this. Yep. Period. And the story like... For me, I was and I'm still heated about the same things like today that I was last week. I've not given this a second thought. I've not spoken really about it with anybody. To me, it's just like, okay, well, and? Yeah. Worst like, things I, have happened in life. I literally was like, yeah, Chris Rock fucked around and he found out. That's what happened. Mur shit, murder happens. Out. You know, Murder happens every day, too. Yeah. Shit happens <laughs> every day. You know, War's been happening for the last six weeks elsewhere and for years in other regions. I like, you know, when when you weigh that, like, oh, a guy got open hand slapped. I'm saying it's it, for a person who goes to comic clubs and comic club shit. I've seen comedians step the fuck out of line, and people have to step in because they're about to get hit and no, needing to learn their boundaries. Because yeah. yeah, man, yeah, there's a difference between jokes and bullying. And when you go too far, people will step up to you. That happens on the streets. It happens in comic clubs. Which is funny. It but, in the, the last thing I want to say is it's really funny because. Um, I'm not making light of it, really. Well, I am, but it's it, because it's funny. Um, not what happened, but, but Will Smith it did an episode of Fresh Prince. I don't know if you remember this episode where a buddy of his comes in from Philadelphia, and he's, like, doing stand-up comedy. All right, and then there's a showcase, and then Will Smith, they do a bit because he's trying to impress a girl and whatever, and then finally he goes up to the... to, 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 the, um, to do his stand-up because he gets on the showcase by sheer luck you know by fluke and um 
he starts making fun of Carlton and everybody starts booing him. You know, and <laughs> just left my ass up because I'm like, this kind of reminds me of that, but like in reverse. You know, like it, I thought my, my mind just went to that. I was like, oh, damn. Oh, that's, like, that, that's good, man. It's just, <coughs> I am, and that's why I'm wearing my robe today, because I am just so tired of it. Because, yeah, when we want to talk about the Oscars, we want to talk about all the other crap that was crap at the Oscars. Because I don't care what anybody says about the slap. The slap had literally is a downturn to what the Oscars um, really did by cutting Are out a lot of Are you fucking kidding me? They there. actually gave them ratings, dude. It was the it was the ratings boost of the night. By like fifty six percent, because but the, the Oscars that they did to quote unquote cut time at the Oscars by getting rid of a lot of categories. Yeah, that's the shit. That's the shit that's been pissing time. me. That's that's been uh, that's really what's been pissing me off. And, and uh, I know you said hold it in, and it's been very difficult for me. I've been drinking a lot of water to to keep <laughs> the temperature down. Um, here's but what I'm going to say about that because I I don't look. I honestly didn't watch the whole show. I barely watched. I've not actually, I'm going to be honest with you, I've not actually seen a full Oscars telecast in probably about nine or ten years. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, I, it's, I it's the same it. thing. It's the same thing. Um, yeah. And all awards, all awards shows, Grammys, everything is always the same shit. So yeah. I'm just like, whatever, man, I don't, I don't even care. And, and it's, it's not, I, I could be putting more time into, into more constructive and positive things than wasting my time, again, seeing you know which person gets the oscar that's going to get the next 20 million dollar contract it, it doesn't affect me one way or the other um you might call it yeah. haterade it isn't it's just the fact that i along with my team you know i'm a person that you know we, we are all trying to make our way in this industry and you don't make your way by staying put and watching award shows unless you're invited which at this point i haven't been invited so you know therefore um, doesn't matter to me. Doesn't affect me. Mm -hmm. So, my my deal with that was, I I would catch like the occasional award being doled out, but then I would switch because I was doing something else. And it's in in this month, it's or this year, it was the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. But I had a real problem, and I'm not gonna talk about the categories and who won what. Don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. I don't. I really, really don't. Yep. And I don't give a fuck because what a lot of people don't seem to understand is that filmmaking, it doesn't matter what area of filmmaking you're in or whatever, it is a major undertaking that requires sometimes on a bigger, larger scale, you know, 15 to 20,000 uh, hands on at any given period of time. Between the people that you have on set, the people pre-production, the people in post-production, it's you're talking about a lot of jobs, mm -hmm. and the creative end of it is not just the people that you see on screen, and it's not just the director that's attached to it. Yep. Okay, that's not at all the just the creative end of it. All right, you got people that do post-production you you got people that work in certain aspects of post-production it's not just editing the film you know you got daily editors you got you got people that edit um trailers you got all sorts of things assistant editors post-production coordinators you got and on set 
you got people that you know makeup artists offset you know you've got musicians you've got all sorts of people doing different things that need to be done mm -hmm. eight um eight categories that have historically been featured in the oscars were uh, not featured they said well we're gonna we're gonna give the awards okay and once we're done giving the awards we're going to um you know basically just it's going to be pre-recorded it's going to be like an hour or two before and then it's going to be edited and just packaged out in little you know uh, little bits and pieces so you can see who won those awards wow and then the the supposed idea was because hey you know we've been losing ratings and um you know we need to streamline the show it's still three hours long so I don't know really how you're streamlining it that much to begin with, but okay, sure. Yep. Now, another problem that I have with that is, you know, the Oscars are saying, well, we were told if we didn't do that, we'd be canceled. That's bullshit. I don't believe that for a second. Uh, no, the, the, of any award show to ever that would get canceled, it wouldn't be the Oscars. And if, and if no. they did get canceled, somebody else would pick up that shit right away. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the VMAs would get canceled. <laughs> People's Choice Awards. Are the VMAs? Wait, what is it? Well, hey, hey, dude, the cable aces. Do you remember the cable aces back in the day where you literally got like a, like an ace, yeah. like a great yeah. metal ace? Well, like, I'm, I'm, there, there's so many things that would get canceled before, before the Oscars. Before the Oscars, the Oscars will never be, be canceled because they're like, they have been around for as long basically as the in industry has been around you know, in an organized manner in the United States. So you're just I, not going to do that. I guarantee you that Netflix, would, if they were getting canceled, I guarantee you one of the streaming services, especially Netflix, would have been like, I'll host you right here. Give me, <laughs> here's all the money. So I guarantee you that would happen. So here's, here's my fucking problem with that. It's like, you know, that's a lie. Like, they're oh, getting I'm lower ratings, but they're getting lower ratings for a very good reason. Everyone that's on network television is getting lower ratings because streaming has taken the majority of the market. Yep. And, you know, I'm not saying that because I think that. I'm saying that because it's a fact. I want you to tell me, Jonathan, how many times a day do you watch, uh, you know, something on streaming versus what you would watch on network television compare? Compared to uh, 15 years ago, tell me now. So I used to watch a lot of stuff, especially reruns on syndication, all the time. I caught things live back in the all day. The time. Yeah. I don't own cable. I only own streaming services now. Like I don't own like TV cable. Yeah. Only streaming. Because 90% of the stuff that you want to watch on cable, you can watch on on streaming through a service like Direct, that um <clears throat> has you know several of the. Um, cable networks but you know it's like if i want to watch I nbc hulu, i have the peacock Max, i have hulu. like I, I i have everything <clears throat> i don't really need to like go network i love law and order but now i have hulu so the new law and order episodes are on hulu so i just watch one hulu. exactly <laughs> law and order there you go man you see the magic word um so <laughs> to me it's like you guys had a golden opportunity to say look times are changing and stand up for it and say, 
we understand that our ratings are lower, but our ratings are lower because dot, 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 there's this new thing called streaming. You didn't do it. Instead, you went the other direction and you decided to sacrifice some of the most important people to a film. Because I'm sorry, mm -hmm. I said last week in The Batman, one of the things that I fucking loved was the introduction of the Batmobile because of the fucking music. Because of the I, sound. sound. I loved the cinematography we brought up a whole bunch about the Batman. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's like, you're saying that because those are no names that people don't... But what you're indirectly saying, and it's not even indirectly, it's directly but without saying it, because those people, you know, you don't know their names, no, but you know their work. And their work is, uh, like, it, there's a difference between directing a scene and assembling several scenes to make what has been directed in that one scene actually cohesive. So mm -hmm. editors are important. Sound engineers yeah. are important. Makeup artists. Yeah. And I'm not going to say what we're doing. I'm not going to give you a, you know, we're not going to do that right now. You'll, you'll get it when you get it. But um, we have talked to a lot of makeup artists, and that's, that's what I will say. And the story, these people are very important. They're extremely knowledgeable, and they deserve all the love and respect and attention that they get. Um, to basically make it seem like, meh, nobody needs to see that. Look, one of the reasons why I love Beetlejuice was because of the makeup on Beetlejuice. One yes. of the reasons why Edward Scissorhands was so popular was because of the makeup on Johnny Depp, who didn't look like Johnny Depp. So what you're going to, like, if you're going to sit here and say that that somehow just is, is less important, remember, they're the ones making the celebrities look how they're supposed to look. I mean, yeah. and even James Cameron um, and Kathleen Kennedy, who are pretty heavy hitters and all, they were like, don't do that. You don't need to do that. And you know what? I have to agree. I didn't like Avatar personally. I wasn't a big fan of Avatar, but I'm going to say this. I agree with James Cameron. Avatar, I did not like the story of Avatar, but it was gorgeous. I cannot pretend that it wasn't gorgeous. And are and we going to say, right, but then are we going to say, Avatar. but are we going to say that the people that did, you know, that worked in Avatar doing makeup and the shit that needed to be done don't deserve to get recognized? It's not right. No, it's not. And that's one of the biggest movies of all time. And most people talk about it for its amazing, incredible visuals and design. You know, all the elements that won't even get televised in an Oscar for. That literally will make a movie. Can you popular. look up? Can you look up the eight categories that were that were um, sussed out this this year? Um. So <clears throat> I know we already mentioned some of them. I know you did. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Production design, sound, original music score, makeup and hairstyling, film film editing, documentary short, live action short, and animated short. You're right. Yeah. So a lot, and I, I know people don't care, but I'm going to say this. They come for those, they'll come for others. And it's usually with a lot of stuff, too, that people, one, underpay in the industry, when I'm saying the industry as a whole versus your big marquee stars. Um, the people who are going to be underpaid are usually your workers and the people that people don't see. The ones, um, the ones that depend heavily 
on the union because it's the union that's that you know as they pay as they pay their dues and as they go will give them a you know a pension and medical benefits and stuff like that um you know it he, that that that's is the reason fine. why that is the reason why things are changing the way they are okay because when you want to make what you consider to be some kind of business decision what you're doing isn't making a business decision you're making a decision on you know its name value yep. well you know nobody knows um john smith jr editor so nobody needs to see john smith jr editor winning an oscar look as a post producer you want to know the difference between editors and and stars let me give you one marked difference okay um when i was shooting shows that were like contest shows and stuff like that the stars would come in and i mean they would work long hours they would work 60 hours in six days right and then for for example they would work another 60 hours over another six day period but what you're talking about is they were getting paid 1.2 million dollars for the you know equivalent of 12 days of work which is a lot of work yes but you know they have stylists they have producers to prep them they have everyone okay go to the other side the highest earning editor that i ever met was making five thousand dollars a week which is great money you can live on that anywhere right but it's money that requires that you do 50 to 60 hours a week every week for anywhere between 12 and 15 weeks or more Don't, haven't they earned the right to have that moment in the sun where they're not just carrying the statue, the statue's great, don't get me wrong, but where they can say thank you to those that actually helped get them there. To, you know, address their families. Yep. There's a fucking sense of pride that comes with that. Yep. And it's like, like well, you can have that pride. Knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> you can have that pride. Don't worry, you can have that pride. We just we can't put you on television. We'll show a clip though. But, and the but thing is, works. and the fu- and the fucking problem is, like, I, I, I'm sorry for, for cutting you off. The problem is, I get really heated over this. It's like the problem is, like, yeah, but you want those same editors to fucking cut your clips to make sure that they're ready by the time the show is getting ready to go on on the air. Mm-hmm. Really. Yeah, and if you remember this, I said this during the uh, Scarlett Johansson dispute with uh, Disney, and oh, I yeah. and I was like not on her side. So I'm like, yo, I don't care, because I I generally, and this is not a, and and I come from a theater background, and I could tell you that the people that kind of get hated in theater sometimes 
are those people who think they're better than like the crew who works there and they can belittle them and look under them <coughs> and not pay them because we're all in it together we're all doing the same thing mm-hmm. I, I you can't function without the person making your life cues your behind the scene workers putting like you don't function without them they're just as important as the actors on stage to make sure everything works right um, and so I always have this function that Hollywood itself is so concerned about the star and not the people who make the star, no. all the people behind no. them. They're all concerned about themselves increasing their visage and their pay, but regularly don't advocate for those below <coughs> them, matter than a tweet, right? Like, I, I tweet out on support, but that's about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, nothing else happens in there. For the fact that people like Alec Baldwin, who, who also has Oscars, I'm just going to say this, can run a production, non-union, right, um, that ends up getting someone killed because they want to save money instead of paying people what they're worth, right, uh, in there, shows the constant devaluation from Hollywood and everybody else that no one cares about. Like, these people matter, the recognition matters, the work that they put in matter, and no movies would be the way they are without this stuff. So, um, I really, really, really kind of hate uh, no, he's only been nominated once, thankfully. Um, oh, only nominated. Sorry, nominated. <laughs> Nomin- uh, one nomination. One. But my point just being that we, we tend to really forget those people behind the scenes. And it's telling that the Oscars, one, besides the short film adaptations, which is still kind of like those to show a lot of exposure to new upcoming filmmakers and giving the record. Actually, you know what? No, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. But I, I'm not, I, I, on just that, keep on that. It. Rick, I'm telling you this now. They're going to keep cutting. On, on that, on that though, the one thing that doesn't bother me is precisely the shorts because it's like, well, I, I've not seen any new film. A lot of times it's just people that cover, you know, pay, like, because the, the person that wins for the short film is really the executive producer, not the director, not the writer. You don't get any of those names unless they're mentioned. And so for that, I was just like, well, if it's just major studios funding little fun projects for themselves or having one millionaire do it, because one year, the late Kobe Bryant won, like, an Oscar, and I was like, Kobe? Kobe's doing films? Kobe financed the film. So it's like, you know, on that I understand, but, like, still, cutting the people, like, the fucking people, like, editors and shit, that really put a lot of work, because, look, man... I, I know there's an Oscar-winning um, sound engineer um, who won for, and I'm not going to mention his name. I don't know him personally, but I know he works at Full Sail. I think he's won like two Oscars. He teaches now at, um, at Full Sail. One of his films was Dances with Wolves, which had great music and sound. Like, that was really well done. I'm, I'm not... I don't remember a lot about that film because it was so damn long ago uh, and I've only watched it once, honestly, but he won an Oscar for that. But he's not a multi-millionaire. He's not, you know... I mean, not not to the comparison of the people that are walking up there taking all the glory. Yep. And, you know, m- one of my bigger problems, too, is that a lot of the people that that are in these categories and stuff like that are people that are far more grounded, you know, because although they are working on their dream field, they still have to 
to you know provide housing for their family they still have to travel and be away for their family and a lot of them just aren't necessarily in that same scene of let's go to the vanity fair party it's like no i have an oscar but i'm gonna go home and go sleep you know and and their house in uh in studio city might not be as big as the house you know it's 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 a normal life it's a more normal life comparatively in a lot of ways and i know that just from fact because i have seen it it's it's not that i'm that i'm thinking that it's that i've seen it you know um and with them oftentimes it's like i gotta go from project to project i can't just go be a you know a um a director of photography or whatever you know somebody you know like in 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 90 days of shooting and and just think that that's gonna make it all well for me because i still need to pay my bills yep right Yep. And nothing ever guarantees anything in this industry. You could be hot for years, and then you could be cold for ages. Um, it, it's just the unfortunate truth. So, you know, it, it's very unfortunate that that's the way that that is. It's like, you know, we're going to give you a blip. And in that blip, if your name gets mentioned, great. But it's like... Even the people that are being nominated now have to deal with the fact that their name isn't even really going to be known because, you know, a, a nomination yep. used to be an honor. A nomination really did yep. used to be an honor. It's not a fucking yes. honor anymore because if, if nobody knows that it happened, look, man, I could tell you, be like, man, I got nominated for an Oscar last night. And you're like, really? I, I didn't hear your name. Um, yeah, no, I, I got that Oscar. Why, why? It's kind of like if you're going to televise this thing, if you're going to televise it, you're putting it out, you're making a hubbub about it, you've got the red carpet, you have all these things going, and then you're like, except for you people, don't even talk here. It's like, then why even why even do it at some point? Right? Like, uh, it, it's it, it's like you talk. No, you, you if you win, you talk. They might take 10 seconds out of that. But, you know, no one's going to see it except for the people that are... And the funny part is, is that the majority of the people that are there are probably just going to be... Are, are not. It's not even going to be full because it's like the hour before. Yep. You know? People are going to be like, yeah, I'm going to have a drink. I don't care what this schmuck has to say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like... And, and, and again, it's, it's... The person who wins for music original score has put just as much work as any actor into that movie. If not and more. If, if not more. Movie. If not more because... No, if not more. That's you know, the, the production designer has put just as much or more work into whatever movie it is. The sound designers, more. The hair and makeup, more. All these people have put craft, years, experience, their life, put everything on them. And, 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 and really the thing with the makeup... The chance to recognize them... You're not even going to do it with everyone else and literally give them the short tap of saying that you are literally worth less than the other And really, And really the thing with the makeup bothers me the most for this reason. You've got makeup artists, teams upon teams of makeup artists, that have to be putting together hours upon hours of makeup when it comes to creating molds and... <clears throat> <clears throat> and creating doing research looks. beforehand, before the and, but, but actually and actually doing the drawings for the looks, you know, and it's like really, 
Like, you can't give these people, like, the same two minutes to say thank yeah. you. You know, <clears throat> last yeah. year you could give a squid fucker two minutes, but you can't give it to a person that actually, you know, and I, I know that sounds like me or whatever, I'm give a fuck. But, um, no, you know. No, I no, I agree. And I just, and, and just knowing the institution of what the Oscars <clears throat> is going to be, if they don't reverse this decision, the future is going to be cut time, cut time. And how are we going to cut time? Small guys in post-production. That's how we're going to cut time. That's literally what it's going to be. It's going to be more cinematography, more of this anything else that they could be like, hey, if it's not a big star in it, don't even bother. Don't even bother showing it. And, and you know, one of, one of the biggest problems for me, too, one of the, like, bigger problems beyond that is you have no idea how much... Because I used to watch the Oscars a lot in the 90s, especially when, like, Billy Crystal would host and stuff like that. Pre-pandemic, way pre-pandemic, and it was a different time altogether. <laughs> yes, Billy Crystal is pre-pandemic. Way, way pre, pre way pre. We're going to call it, you know, <laughs> we're going to call it way pre. It just feels like the pandemic's been going on forever. But, um, <laughs> but you know, it's like, you know, there was a time where you'd hear people having a conversation and this is when, <clears throat> sorry, this is when I was in middle school. Uh, you know, middle school, yeah. Where in my later days in uh, in elementary school, people would be like, <clears throat> kids, when we have a conversation about, I want to be a film editor. I think I want to be a makeup artist. What do makeup artists do? Like, you would hear a lot of those talks, especially amongst theater kids. Um, it was, it was a very, it was a very, it was a time where everybody, if you watched a show from beginning to end, which of course streaming didn't exist, so that was one of the big go-to events for the year, you watched it, and it was like, man, and you always, and you always, and they were always actually go-to events, like, man, how many people watched the VMAs back when actually there were music videos? How many people watched the Grammys? Even the Cable Ace Award, which was nonsensical to me because it was like a way of taking celebrities that were off, like they hadn't been like, but they were still doing TV movies and giving them awards for that. Even the that was cool. Emmys were a huge deal at one point <clears throat> back in the day. The daytime Emmys. The daytime Emmys, which was basically just soap opera actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. You know, and but that I was, was just like, I remember those in a D, a being a big you know, for, for some reason, no one. I, I gotta say this. You know, even though I watched them a few times, for some reason, no one ever really talked about the Golden Globes. The Golden Globes were just like less important. Always, it's like it's the fiftieth yeah. annual Golden Globes award. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah, the Golden Globes is kind of one that people go. Is that like the Oscars or something? Because you know, the it's like Oscars an Oscar. It's like an Oscar mixed with an Emmy. It's like if, if yeah. Oscar, it's like if Oscar and Emmy walked into a bar and they decided they were gonna have a one night stand, and then Little Goldie came out. Yeah, so that's <laughs> that's the conversation you remember about the Golden Globes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I I feel like the Golden Globes even not airing, no one cares. No one cares about the Golden. Nobody ever talks about them, dude. The only how sad is it? I mean, and and I guess we really had to point to this. Like, how fucking sad is it? <laughs> <laughs> the only time anyone ever cared about the Golden Club is right when they're about to be canceled. 
and the and the and the thing goes on Instagram now. You know, it's like Instagram you know presents the Golden Globes. Big campaign like air the Golden like there was no campaign out there, no social media frenzy. No one cared. No, no one cared. because. <laughs> Dude, if when everybody's gonna notice you is a time where they can truly become indignant for your lack of diversity, then you've been doing something wrong for the last seventy years or whatever, however the hell long this thing's been going on. It's like, goddamn guys, y'all are stupid. You know, yeah, just so, dumb. But uh, so I, I'm I'm not a fan of award shows. Period. To me personally, I'm not a fan of any award show. I I don't really care what it is. I I think. I think the televisation of award shows has always been bad because awards are for any industry, even outside of the movie industry and music and entertainment industry, are usually for just people in the industry to acknowledge each other and their hard work. What we, you know, so what they say. So when they started televising it and bringing it, and it was to get people to dream, but it was also to get people to dream and learn more about just the big names, the best actor or the best thing. Even directors, I feel like the Oscars started getting directors having a bigger name, cinematographers having a bigger name, John Williams score having a bigger name. Like you started this televisation to learn that like, oh, there's like all these cool people who make movies and I can do that as well, which is one of the reasons they started airing those awards. And to now walk that back, it seems like, well, now you're even more pointless to really what I mean. If you're just really going to get to some of those behind the scenes people, not even have them there. And it's only about the big stars, which everything's already about the big stars. If you're not going to showcase the other people, then you're even more pointless to me. To be well, I think, I think to me, honestly, that sets a very dangerous precedent because what it does is it starts getting people that want to be in the industry looking at it from a very unrealistic point of view of, you know, there's a million ways to, to skin that cat, basically. So when you when you don't when you don't do that you know when when you don't give people the the because in 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 the oscars i remember they would sometimes talk about certain categories and about what certain people did yep so and and they would talk about like you know oh special effects and and they would talk like they would dedicate brief periods to special effects moments and stuff like that and i was like you know you, you're screwing everything up by minimizing that and forms of that and getting started in, you know, in stuff like that. Like, that's not right. That's not right at all. And I don't, I don't care for it because it's just one of those things where it's like, you're setting a dangerous present because anybody that wants to get in this industry is probably only going to think that, you know, it's either as an actor or an actress or you know, uh, you know, performer in general, and that's, you know, and I'm not, I don't mean to be mean, but truthfully, that's not for everybody. Everybody has a different skill set, and, and, you know, if you take that skill set, and you put time and effort into it, you can be great, and you can do wonderful things, if, but you have to become curious about it, and it's like, you know, you're taking those skill sets and you're basically drawing the curiosity away, you know, those possible skill sets that people might have and discover through this, you know, and you might have just killed five careers that never started. 
But that didn't occur to you, and everyone's going to say, well, you know, that's taking it far. I'm like, no, it's, it's not taking it far. It is being factual. We're not born knowing what we want to do. We discovered that through trial and error. Some people it takes longer. Some people know it right away. But to yep. those that it might take longer, come on. And, and I agree with you. And as they keep pushing more behind <clears throat> the scene and post-production stuff, basically production stuff, away from any visibility, it does, it's twofold. It does get harder for new people to, to get into it. Most people don't even know what production people do or how important they are. And or the difference between levels of producers. Yeah, worse working conditions give them lower pay and everything that does happen in this industry for these people a lot. I don't even want to get talked how terribly animators and CG animators are treated in this industry who are usually ununionized. And really, you can't talk about a Marvel movie or anything else without this team of animators who make it what it is, CGI and other animation, who don't get paid, get no recognition, no one wants to talk about them. And it's like, yeah, the more that we do that and put more of those money, resources, and time into the stars, we're losing out on these great talent who make these great films and really giving them up to harm for more manipulation from the system because they're like, literally, who cares about you? They won't even recognize you if you win the highest like uh, award in the land. They won't even show you. They won't even mention your name instead of on a blur. And, and yeah, you know, but again, one important. of the problems, one of the problems, it's like if, if a film gets nominated um, for an Oscar, it, for visual, for example, visual effects editing, stuff like that, okay, you're also taking recognition away from that film and nominations are you know it's a very political system um and you know it's unfortunate because a lot of the times there's a preconceived notion of who i want to be nominated from the board of governors and it doesn't matter that the studio will send out what's called a black box with like 10 films for that year you know generally their entire production slate for that year um you know and it's a very political system and so it's a pity too because one of your favorite films might be a masterpiece in in uh you know in in terms of visual effects film editing whatever but who cares you know nobody cares you know because you're teaching me to care less about those awards you're teaching me to care less about all these things that are going on, you're teaching me not to care. Me, not me, obviously, because I I know the fucking difference. I know better. But you're teaching people that don't know better, that want to be involved in the industry. And the problem is, too, we're in a society now where people assume that they're content creators by taking a three second selfie on Instagram with a ring light. And yep. You know, I'm sorry I don't mean to criticize anybody in that regard, but facts are facts. That doesn't make you a content creator. Taking pictures doesn't make you a content creator. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. The, the knowledge behind even taking pictures for uh, right exposures, length, editing, tone, filters, lenses, like that is not something that, yes, you can make a film on your cell phone, right? You could do that. Um, what was that one? Orange? that did it in Netflix which was really good yeah, there was another one that was made with like iPhone 7s or something or 8s yeah, yeah which is really remember. good but it also took knowledge 
beyond just I took my phone and pointed. It was lowering red exposures and lenses. And 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 also understanding and, and understanding several other things. So but, yeah, it's it's much more, and that keeps getting lost and downplayed and seen as less. Yeah, the no, Oscars the the art, really the art, the art. You have to save the art and understand that. And it's already hard enough as it is because people don't stay through the credits on film, so they don't know the entire VFX team. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't know uh, the difference between, you know, a data wrangler and uh, a person doing VFX and shit like that. So it's like, <clears throat> you already don't know that. Yep. So you're not going to know if that's something that might interest you. You know? <laughs> the next John Williams, like the big, like, you know, music sound for films, will now not ever be recognized at an Oscar. We won't even know. They literally mm-hmm. got rid of him. I mean, yes, in the pre-show, but in the live show of the Oscars, <laughs> they literally will never show those people again. I mean, they but, literally think you know, pre-show, pre-show is just a very... You know, pre-show is just a nice word for, you know, like, here we're going to put this shit that we think no one cares about. And I could think of several films, and you did too, and you named some, where the sound was so important yeah. uh, in what makes that film and some of the things people visually even think of. I can't think of Back to the Future without thinking of its theme. I can't think about Star Wars or Star Trek without thinking about their themes. Or, right? whoa, 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 whoa. You brought up Star Wars. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I can't think of Star Wars without thinking of. I can't think yes. of that. I can't think of Star Wars without the laser sounds. Yeah, yeah. Those people are not even recognized anymore for making literal iconic things that we associate that are, with. That, that are movie. far more iconic into into the general product than you understand because watch. Any film that was made in the 80s, like Ice Pirates, which was supposed to be this gigantic blockbuster, and pay attention to things like the sound, cinematography sets, things like that, and tell me that it's something that will be memorable to you. It wouldn't be. I think if you take a film like Baby Driver... Right, because I really like Baby Driver, Edgar Wright's film. I think most people loved it. Uh, think of there, and I say, okay, take away the editing of Baby Driver, which do not make it look like the long continuous takes. Right, take away the music and the score he uses as a deaf person and the different sounds. Take away the makeup that they used on even uh, Jamie Foxx, or anything else, and Blizzard, everything else in those effects. Take those away. Baby Driver is not as good as a film. Period. It's not right. Um, those make Baby Driver a good film right like those make it a good film they enhance the film not to say the actors are not important not to say directors not important say the writing's not important but all that visually enhances that film to make it what it is and if you don't even recognize those people for doing that what the hell man what the hell yeah and that's that's my point and you know i mean at the end of the day obviously um Until you start recognizing the fact that maybe you should consider having the Oscar stream out from a from from a network, you know, from a streaming platform instead of a network, 
Because chances are people are going to be more likely to watch that. That's hurrah. You know, having cable is like having it's like having radio when television came out. It, it it's yeah. as simple as that. Like, yeah, radio was still kind of a thing, but when television came out, you know, radio was completely secondary, a hundred percent. It was drama. all about music. It was it. No more shows. Yeah, radio dramas basically died out. Oh, completely. Yeah, they basically just died out. They, they so, moved to television. Yeah, they it, just did move to television. <laughs> so if you don't understand, if you don't understand that, then uh, the the problem is going to be yours because the industry is going to keep evolving. Um, where it goes next, we're never going to know because there's always, it's always like we're one great invention away from everything being turned on its ass. Yep. But you have to be able to live with that and stop with this thing about, you know, it's not that you're not following tradition. It's that tradition is involved. It's evolving into a newer tradition that people can relate to. I cannot relate to listening to a radio for any amount of time. And I mentioned this, and I we had a conversation about it. I don't know if we mentioned that on the podcast, but. Um, DC on HBO Max has, you know, they have all their stuff, and then they have, like, Radio Batman, which is basically, you put that on, all right, and you're listening to Batman episodes, like, new, yeah, we did talk about that in the podcast, right, it was with uh, Seth Meyers, I believe, as the reporter, and I'm like, I love Batman, but this shit doesn't translate, and it doesn't translate because it's not that era i was never i wasn't brought up where we would all listen by the radio now here here marlboro cigarettes for mom the kids and for dad marlboro cigarettes presents the soap opera i can't deal with that i don't have the and and as a person who loves listening to podcasts and everything who listens to all of marvel's wastelanders and just finished listening up to Black Widow uh, that they just did for that. <laughs> I 100% agree with you. There's very many times where I'm like, oh, man, I, I really only do it when I'm at walks or something else where I wouldn't have an opportunity to have a screen in front of me. They're only available when I'm doing something else because I'd rather see any of that. Or I if you if you want to if you want to go to sleep, yeah, and have that <clears throat> that sort of noise, but you know, whatever. But I have to see shit. I'm from that generation. You're from that generation. You know, like, we we changed. You know, like, we were part of a changed generation. We all have cell phones where we could watch stuff. <laughs> when cell phones first came out, it was amazing you could listen to stuff. Exactly, like, exactly. Cells, cells, cells back in the radio days and early television days had a totally different definition. I mean, they still exist. Right, they're vital to our life, but to that you add phone and you got a cell phone and holy shit, man, we're off to the races. So we can't like it's like if you you don't evolve, if you don't evolve, if you don't make that, if you don't make those leaps, and you continue to move, you're gonna get left behind eventually. And you know, if they get left behind, then so be it. I mean, like it's your problem, you know. And you know how I felt about award shows. I've said it. I don't care if they get left behind. Um, I'm going to tell you this. 
I'm not watching the Oscars next year unless I'm guaranteed someone else is getting the slap taste out of their mouth. Um, I probably just won't watch it. Uh, <laughs> I hope it's Ricky Gervais because I fucking hate that guy. Oh, no, I do as well. And I know Ricky Gervais was trying to say some shit too, but and I don't want to relive the slap. But I just want to say one of the fastest growing sports in the United States is UFC. People love violence. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> one of the fastest growing sports? I'm sorry. It overtook every other sports. They got the biggest pay-per-view numbers, dude. It isn't one of I the know. fastest growing. It done it, 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 it done got there, you know? <laughs> no one likes violence, Rick, okay? No one likes violence. Now football and UFC and No, that's and... that's why UFC has a chain of gyms, which is where I train at. <laughs> Right, they don't have that. They don't no. have. They don't have a clothing line that is selling like gangbusters. They also don't have that. I'm just fucking full of shit. Oh, wrestling, everything else, all these things that have violence. No one likes. Uh, no, 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 no. No one likes violence. I know it's crazy. Uh, so with that said, though, uh, we want to take some housekeeping here in the last couple of minutes. Here, we are going to be putting the podcast as whole as we alluded to in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really because Rick and I are needing to focus on our current projects uh, and we love we this podcast we love all you listeners but we just need to spend that time working on these projects as rick alluded to earlier uh in this in this very one episode of like you know uh you know it, hollywood you gotta work at it you gotta keep grinding and putting down on there so we gotta we gotta work uh so we gotta go to work and we've been doing both at the same time but uh, our energy just we we can't divide it, so we got to put our energy back on some of our projects. Exactly. Uh, and, yep. Uh, so to get those projects out quicker and, and get them moving, we just need to put those energies there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we appreciate all of you really being for over a year being with us and podcasting, listening. Fifty nine episodes, our, I believe. On Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and all that good stuff. Uh, I promise to try to maybe post some things on Twitter and TikTok uh, once in a while, an update. Like, hey, look what we're doing. Uh, so still follow us on there. Still follow us on Instagram at Triskelion Productions. We are still updating, showing you what we're doing. We just probably won't be doing a podcast every week. Maybe you'll see a random episode from Rick and I if we feel like talking about something. <laughs> for sure, man, for sure. And I want to thank everyone as well. We've had a very good time. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun and, um, you know, uh, John and I have certainly had a, a great time, um, doing this. One of the things that made this special is the fact that, you know, when you get, you know, two best friends that are like family, basically yes. that work together doing shit that's fun to them, it's a lot of fun and, uh, it's been a lot of fun and, um, you know, we're, our episodes are still going to be there. They're still going to be in Spotify, Apple, and everywhere our podcasts are heard. So um, go back through it, and um, we'll catch you on the flip side. Yeah, on the flippy floppy. So I guess we got to leave them with our last recommendations, which for me, I'm going to say this. Listen Gemini to our Man. podcast episodes. Watch Boys School. Watch Searching for Betsy Pilot. Go and hit us up on our website, Shrestilly Productions. I think we even have some things that you can see. Mm-hmm. Grand Confections, some other stuff that we were working on. Take a look. Look there. Update us on Instagram. That's Those are all my suggestions because you're going to be wanting more of us. All right? I know we're leaving you. You're going to be wanting more of us. So my suggestion is get a little bit more. Right. Yeah, and then, um, I, yeah, I, I echo Jonathan's recommendations. Also... Um, uh, what's that one? Uh, I am 
What was it? I am. Iron Man. No, 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 no. I am. It's a it's a Will Smith movie. I am Legend. See, yeah. Watch uh, uh, Bad Boys one and two, and three. There's there's three, right? Yeah. Watch Bad Boys one, two, and three. Watch uh, I Am Legend, Fred's Prince of Bel Air, Gemini Man, um, uh, Concussion. Don't forget Pluto King Tank. Richard. So seven pounds. Well, I gotta give Chris Rock some credit. I'm gonna put on Pootie Tang. I'm what, gonna say watch Pootie Tang. What is Pootie? What is Tang? <laughs> Sarate. <laughs> I fucking love Pootie Tang, man. That's the greatest film ever made. Um, <laughs> and and CB4 was also pretty funny. CB4 was pretty funny. CB4, but it doesn't get enough credit, but it was it was pretty funny. And also go to Chris Rock's uh, shows. And remember, they're already going to it. He's he's like selling out everything. Yeah, he's he's, he's sold out everything, dude. Sold out everything. They're already going. So so you know, go to Chris Rock shows and um, and you know, enjoy life and try not to take everything so seriously because there are things that could be taken far more seriously that we don't give nearly yep. enough attention to, and we often complain about when they do get attention. So um, you know what. If you're going to preach love, be love. If you're going to preach um, everything from, you know, equality to to friendship to all of that, be that. Lead by example. Social media is not the answer to every single one of life's problems. In fact, it has, it has compounded the problems that we often face on our everyday lives. Um, and uh, so please be better. That's great. Where's the other podcast on? So uh, we won't see you next week, but follow social media. We'll see you soon. Thank you all for Trash Productions. Rick and me and myself. Thank love you. you. Love you, people. Love you so much. <laughs>